We're going to be learning in Chidushim Aron Riz HaLevi, the second piece in Elchus Chametzu Matzah. This is Perek Vav Halacha Hey, and this is a very short piece, but Rab Velvel articulates a very radical understanding of the Rambam's view of Lechem Oni. So the matzah is referred to as lechem oni, poor man's bread. That's part of the descriptive, one of the features of the matzah. And that's how we begin the magid section of the seder, halach ma'anya. This is the bread of affliction. So Rab Velvel is going to explain how the Rambam understands that category very different than we generally assume. The Rambam writes, v'chein pas solas nekia biyoser, matzah, which is made from flour, which is particularly clean. So it's very high grade flour. So if someone takes this very fancy flour and makes matzah, so it's permitted to eat that matzah on Pesach, and someone fulfills their mitzvah by eating it at the Seder. And the Rambam explains, We don't say that it's missing the quality of lechem oni because it's such fancy flour, so it's like rich man's bread. We don't say that even though it was very fancy flour since it was made into regular matzah, so that fulfills the criteria of lechem oni. Now, Reb Velvel points out that the Rambam seems to add in an extra phrase which is unnecessary. The Rambam did not only say that you fulfill your obligation by eating this matzah at the Seder, the Rambam also said that it's muteris, it's allowed to be eaten. And that seems obvious. Why would it not be allowed to be eaten? It's not chametz. The only thing that's prohibited to eat is chametz. So what's the problem with eating matzah, even if it's rich man's matzah, there should be no problem with eating that at the Seder. You might not fulfill your mitzvah. So the Rambam needs to tell us that this is lechem oni and it fulfills the mitzvah. But why does the Rambam add in harezu muteris, that it's allowed to be eaten, which seems totally obvious because it's not chametz. So in order to explain this, Rabbi Velvel reads carefully the language of the Rambam in the previous chapter, Parakei Halacha Chaf. The Rambam writes, The matzah for the Seder cannot be made with any liquid other than water. The flour for the matzah at the Seder can only be mixed with water. And the Rambam explains, The concern is not that if it's mixed with other liquids other than water, it will become chametz. It's still not chametz. But it has to be lechem oni. And if it's mixed with fancy juices and liquids, then it's not lechem oni, so it's not eligible to be used at the Seder. And the Rambam adds, only at the Seder is there a requirement of lechem oni. So Reb Velvel points out that we can learn a lot from the placement of this halacha in the Rambam. It's in chapter 5 where the Rambam is dealing not with the special requirements of the matzah at the Seder, but the overall requirements of what's considered chametz, what's prohibited to be eaten over the week of Pesach, and what's allowed to be eaten. So in those halachas, the Rambam adds in that this matzah, which is not lechem oni, is allowed to be eaten during the rest of the week, just not at the Seder. So the fact that the Rambam did not include this halacha in the special requirements of matzah for the Seder shows us that the concept of lechem oni is broader than just the Seder. It's not like we generally understand it, that lechem oni is a requirement in the matzah of the Seder. It's a broader requirement, just it only applies at the Seder. 
But the concept of Lechem Oni is relevant during the rest of the week of Pesach. It's just not required for all the matzah during the rest of the week. And this point also comes out from the language of the Rambam because the Rambam says that this fancy matzah that's not Lechem Oni does not fulfill the mitzvah at the Seder, but it could be used the rest of the week. Now, if the only issue with it is that it doesn't fulfill the mitzvah, then it's obvious the whole mitzvah is only at the Seder. So it's obvious that it can be eaten the rest of the week. The fact that the Rambam feels like he needs to tell us that indicates that Lechem Oni is relevant to all the matzah that's eaten even the rest of the week, not only at the Seder. And that's what the Rambam at the end says, that Ubayom HaRishon Bilvad, only at the Seder is there a requirement of Lechem Oni, meaning the problem of Lechem Oni kicks in only at the Seder. But the concept of Lechem Oni applies to all matzah, which is eaten throughout the entire week. It just doesn't create a problem. So you're allowed to eat non-Lechem Oni matzah during the rest of the week, but it's not that Lechem Oni is irrelevant. It's not that it makes no difference whether it's Lechem Oni or not during the rest of the week. It's that even though it's not Lechem Oni, it's still allowed to be eaten during the rest of the week. But the concept of Lechem Oni is relevant to all matzah. It's broader than just the Seder, even though the requirement of Lechem Oni is only at the Seder. And the same point comes out in this halacha of the Rambam Vav Hey. The Rambam says, You can't mix the flour for matzah at the Seder with wine or oil or milk. Mishum Lechem Oni. Because that's not Lechem Oni, like we explained in the previous chapter, chapter 5, that if it's made without water, so that's called egg matzah, that's matzah shira, it's fancy matzah, and it cannot be used at the Seder. If he does make this fancy matzah and then he uses it at the Seder, he has not fulfilled the mitzvah because it's missing lechem oni. So Reb Velvel points out that the Rambam is saying two things in this halacha. One is the obvious halacha, that you cannot use matzah shira, the fancy matzah at the Seder. It does not fulfill the mitzvah. But in addition to that, the Rambam says you can't make matzah ashira. Now, what is that adding? We already know that there's no point in making the matzah because you can't fulfill your mitzvah at the Seder with it. So why is the Rambam telling us that you shouldn't make matzah ashira for use at the Seder when that seems obvious? What's he adding with the first line? Says Rab Velvel, the Rambam is again indicating that the concept of Lechem Oni is much broader than only the Seder itself. It's not that Lechem Oni is a requirement for the matzah that fulfills the mitzvah at the Seder. It's that Lechem Oni is a standalone concept that's larger than just the Seder itself. And the Rambam is telling us that that halacha of Lechem Oni only applies, it only creates problems at the Seder. So that's why the Rambam formulates it in two steps. First of all, don't make matzah shira at all because matzah shira is a broader problem with the matzah, not only at the Seder. And from that follows step number two, that if someone uses the matzah shira at the Seder, they haven't fulfilled their mitzvah because since there's an overall problem of matzah shira, 
eating such matzah at the Seder does not fulfill the mitzvah. So from the language in these halachas of the Rambam, Reb Velvel develops this idea that according to the Rambam, lechem oni is not a specific detail in what's necessary for the matzah at the Seder. It's a broader concept that matzah should be lechem oni, and that specifically applies, meaning it's a full requirement for the matzah that's eaten at the Seder. The matzah the rest of the week, even if it's not lechem Oni is still allowed to be eaten. So now based on that, says Ravelvul, coming back to the first line in the Rambam that he began with, that's why the Rambam says that it's allowed to eat the matzah which was made from the fancy flour. Since it's considered lechem oni, so not only does one fulfill the mitzvah by eating that matzah at the Seder, but it's allowed to eat that matzah as well. So Ravelvul had asked, of course it's allowed because it's not chametz. The only prohibition on Pesach is eating chametz. And even if this is matzah shira, it's not chametz, so of course it's allowed. Why did the Rambam add that in? So the answer is because lechem oni is a broader concept than just what's necessary to fulfill the mitzvah of matzah at the Seder. Lechem oni is the definition of matzah more broadly, and if it's missing that, so then we might have thought that it's not allowed to be eaten at the Seder at all. Forget about fulfilling the mitzvah. It can't be eaten at all. So that's why the Rambam tells us this fancy flower is lechem oni. So not only does one fulfill the mitzvah, but they can even eat the matzah at the Seder as well. It's allowed to be eaten. So that's why the Rambam does feel the need to add that extra phrase in. So this is Rabbi Velvel's approach to explaining the language of the Rambam. Now, there does seem to be a minor problem with this because there does not seem to be a prohibition of eating matzah shira at the Seder. And according to Rabbi Velvel's analysis, it seems that there should be such a problem because the Rambam here says that this matzah can be eaten at the Seder because ultimately it's lechem oni, which sounds like if it was not lechem oni, then it couldn't even be eaten at the Seder, not only that it wouldn't fulfill the mitzvah. And Reb Velvel does not seem ready to take that step. So that's why he says that this partially answers the question on the Rambam, but there's still a question lingering, which is that the Rambam does not rule that it's prohibited to eat matzah shira at the Seder. So why does the Rambam need to allow eating the matzah from fine flour. So we are left with that question at the end of his analysis. Now, interestingly, Rabbeinu Hananel, in his commentary on Psachim, Lamid Vav Ahmed Aleph, so he does use the phrase that it's prohibited to eat matzah shira, at least at the Seder. So it seems that there is a view which says exactly this, that not only is lechem oni required to fulfill the mitzvah of matzah, but there's actually a prohibition to eat matzah shira at the Seder. And that also seems to be the view of Rabbeinu David and the Ran in Psachim there. So there is a view that would explain the Rambam more simply that he agrees that it's prohibited to eat matzah shira at the Seder. And that's why he's saying that this matzah of fine flour is permitted because it is lechem oni. So that would be a very simple reading of the Rambam. Now, the view of Rabbeinu Hananel is controversial and the Ritva quoting the Ra'ah as well as the Ram Chalva, in their commentaries on Psachim, they disagree with that view, and they interpret this halacha the way we generally understand it, that matzah shira cannot fulfill the mitzvah of matzah at the Seder, but there is no prohibition to eat matzah shira. So one could eat matzah shira, they just need to eat lechem oni in order to fulfill their mitzvah. And the Beis Yosef in Simen Tav Samach Beis also quotes from the 
Rush, a similar view, and the Magid Mishnah in his commentary on the Rambam on this halacha and Parakei halacha chaf, so he also interprets the Rambam along those lines. So the mainstream view is that there is no prohibition to eat matzah shira at the Seder, just one needs to eat lechem oni in order to fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. Now interestingly, the Beis Yosef there does quote that there is a custom that there are some who do not eat matzah shira over the first two days of Pesach outside of Israel. So that custom does seem to be following the view of Rabbeinu Hananel that there's a prohibition to eat matzah shira and they understand that the prohibition applies to all the first days of Yantif, so one day in Israel and two days in Chutz Laaretz. So there is a custom in line with Rabbeinu Hananel. So there is a big debate whether there's a separate prohibition to eat matzah shira at the Seder in addition to the requirement to eat lechem oni. So if the Rambam followed in the view of Rabbeinu Hananel, which would make a lot of sense because the Rambam comes from the school of Rabbeinu Hananel, so it would make sense that he shared this view that there is a prohibition to eat matzah shira at the Seder. So that would explain why he has to say that it's permitted to eat the matzah of fine flour because that's considered lechem oni and not matzah shira. And interestingly, that is the way Rav Yosef Dov Soloveitchik, Reb Velvel's nephew, that's how he explained this Rambam. He's quoted in the Sefer Harare Kedem, Chelek Beis, Simon Membeis, that he understood the Rambam very literally, that the Rambam holds like Rabbeinu Hananel, it's prohibited to eat matzah shira, not only at the Seder, but the whole first day, because that's literally what the Rambam says, and that would be two days outside of Israel. So the Rambam holds that there's a prohibition of matzah shira, and that's why the Rambam needs to say that fine flour is lechem oni, so it's permitted to be eaten at the Seder. And based on this, Rav Yosef Dov explains the custom in the yeshiva of Valazhin and of Rab Chaim Brisker personally that they did not eat matzah balls on the first day of Pesach. So this was not because of Gebrux, because the rest of the days of Pesach they did eat matzah balls. So the explanation is because they considered a matzah ball to be matzah ashira and they were trying to follow this stringency not to eat matzah ashira the entire first day as the Rambam literally says. So that's how Rabbi Yosef Dov Salavechik interprets this Rambam along the lines of Rabbeinu Hananel. But then he says that even according to this view, matzah balls should still be allowed because the Rambam says that you can't mix the flour with non-water liquids. So it sounds like according to the Rambam, the status of matzah shira is determined when the flour is kneaded together with the liquid. But after that, it doesn't become matzah shira. So matzah balls, which initially were matzah and then they were ground up and made into matzah balls would not be considered matzah shira because when they were kneaded and originally prepared, it was lechem oni. So according to Rav Salavechik, even if we want to be stringent for the view of Rabbeinu Hananel, matzah balls should still be okay. Now, as I mentioned, Reb Velvel does not seem comfortable to go all the way in and say that the Rambam holds there's a prohibition on matzah shira like Rabbeinu Hananel. So that's why he leaves it in limbo, that the Rambam does not hold there's an actual prohibition on matzah shira, but there's some sort of concept of matzah shira, so that's why he used the language that it's permitted. But Rab Velvel doesn't seem comfortable saying that the Rambam fully held like Rabbeinu Hananel, and it seems for obvious reasons because the Rambam doesn't mention this prohibition. So to read it into the Rambam when the Rambam never explicitly said it seems somewhat forced. So that's the debate between Rab Velvel and his nephew how to understand this Rambam, and there are all sorts of other people that discuss this. The simplest reading would 
would be in line with Rabbeinu Hananel that there is a prohibition to eat the matzah shira at least at the Seder, perhaps the whole first day of Yantif. But Rabbi Velvel doesn't seem comfortable going all the way in that direction. So he has a modified version, but there's a lingering question at the end of his explanation. Now, there is an explanation from Rabbi Velvel in the first lines of the Haggadah, Halach Ma'anya Diachalu Avasana Ba'ara de Mitzrayim. This is the bread of affliction that our ancestors ate in the land of Egypt. So he explained this based on the language of the Rambam. The Rambam refers not only to Lechem Oni, but also to Zichron Lechem Oni, remembering the Lechem Oni. That was the Rambam that he quoted in this piece. So Rav Velvel explained that there are two concepts within Lechem Oni. The first is Lechem Oni itself, that the matzah has to be poor man's bread, bread of affliction. The second is to remember the Zichron, the memory of the Lechem Oni. So those are two different concepts, and that's what the Haggadah is trying to tell us. Halach Ma'anya, this is poor man's bread. So that's the first component. The Achalu Avasana Ba'ara Mitzrayim, that our ancestors ate in the land of Egypt. So that's the remembering of the Lechem Oni. So this idea is quoted in the Chidusha Griz al HaTorah, as well as in the Brisker Haggadahs. So this idea seems somewhat parallel to the analysis in this piece, that there are two components to Lechem Oni. One is a broader one, and one is connected to the Seder Mitzvah itself. So likewise, now Rav Velvel saying that there are two elements to Lechem Oni. One is that Matzah inherently needs to be Lechem Oni, and the second is to remember the Lechem Oni. So these these two ideas, the two components of Lechem Oni and the way he formulates it in two different places seem parallel and connected to each other. Now, finally, there's another issue that's discussed in regards to this piece. The Maharal ruled that if someone does not have Lechem Oni at the Seder, so then they should eat Matzah Shira and make a bracha on it. So even though ideally one should have Lechem Oni, and that's the only way to fulfill the mitzvah properly, but if someone's stuck without Lechem Oni, then they should do the mitzvah with Matzah Shira Shira and make a bracha. Now the Magen Avram and Simon Tuf Ayin Aleph disagrees with the Maharal, but there are those who explain the Maharal based on a similar logic to Reb Velvel's, and this is how the El Yeraba seems to say something along these lines, and that is that the Maharal understands, like Reb Velvel, that Lechem Oni is a separate concept from the mitzvah of Matzah itself, but he takes that idea one step further. So the standard mainstream understanding of Lechem Oni is that it's one one of the details in what makes the matzah qualified to fulfill the mitzvah. So matzah, which is matzah shira, does not fulfill the requirements for the Seder night, whereas lechem oni is the type of matzah that fulfills the mitzvah. Rev Velvel comes along and he explains that according to the Rambam, lechem oni is a broader concept. It's not just a detail in what type of matzah fulfills the mitzvah at the Seder, but it's a broader concept in the meaning of matzah that goes beyond the Seder. So now the Maharal, according to this explanation, is adding a third view, that he holds the Lechem Oni is a separate concept entirely. It's not a detail in what type of matzah is required at the Seder at all. So at the Seder, there are two separate requirements. One is to eat the matzah, and the second is to eat Lechem Oni. So that's why the Maharal says that if someone doesn't have Lechem Oni, at least they can do the other component of the mitzvah, that they can at least eat the matzah even though they won't fulfill the mitzvah of Lechem Oni. So according to this understanding of the Maharal, he's saying something even a step further than Reb Velvel, that the Lechem Oni is an entirely separate concept, and one can fulfill the mitzvah of Matzah without Lechem
lechem oni, even though they don't fulfill the other additional mitzvah of lechem oni. Now, the problem with this is, as we just said, if the Maharal really holds that lechem oni is an entirely different concept, then it would seem to follow that you can't even eat matzah shira at the Seder, like Rabbi Nuchananel said. If we're saying that lechem oni is a separate requirement, so matzah shira should be prohibited to eat at the Seder, forget about to fulfill the mitzvah. It's not even permitted to eat it. So according to the Maharal, if you don't have lechem oni, how are you eating matzah shira at all? That should be prohibited. So there is a question on this approach, but that's how some try to understand the Maharal along the lines of Reb Velbel's idea that lechem oni is not just a detail in what type of matzah fulfills the mitzvah, but it's a separate broader concept.